Wine you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wine You Wish Upon a Star, your favorite Disney fan cast. Oh, it's your favorite. It's your favorite, and my favorite. Is it your favorite? It's my favorite. I honestly don't listen to any other fan cast about Disney. Why would I? This is my favorite. <laughs> oh, this is going downhill fast. <laughs> I'm your host, Joe Peo. I'm your other host, Brenna Peo. On this podcast, we watch the Disney theatrically released animated features in chronological order, and uh, we drink some wine or some other spirits. Then we talk about them while drinking some more. Um, what did we watch this time? Well, we watched the classic turd of the rescuers down under. Did you mean classic film, or did you did you mean to say turd? Oh, did I say turd? You said turd. I meant to say turd. Should I edit that out? I'm not a fan of any of these <laughs> rescuers movies. She doesn't like the rescuers. That's okay, though. I'm, That's okay. I mean, if I'm, like, laying out the rescuers franchise, I enjoyed the rescuers far more than the rescuers down under. Really? I actually, I Ugh. preferred the rescuers down under to the rescuers. Really? Because, this yeah. was, like, a turdy follow-up to, like, the plop of the first one. The thing is that the first one, I didn't like the music. I didn't like the plot. I didn't like the characters i didn't like anything about it really as we really as we said you didn't like everclear you didn't like any of those like uh, the swamp rats yeah no i didn't really but i mean at least i liked the music more than the last one and i i thought that there was a little less of just like the depressing children saying that they are worthless and don't aren't aren't in need of rescuing because they have no place in this earth. Okay. But like that at least that was gone. So let me get this right. You're totally cool with the fact that like the the kid's mom was told that he died and then no other follow up. Okay. So like no. this mom was just like, Cool, my kid died. Meanwhile the kid didn't die. And like the mom was just like Never told. No reunion. Yeah, no, you don't that see that at all. That poor mom just lives forever thinking her kid is dead. I mean, th- when the rescuers meet the child, they literally say, like, you're free to go. And he's like, I need to rescue a bird. And they're like, you should probably tell your mom you're alive. And he's like, nope, I should probably take care of some eagle eggs. Yeah. We should probably get right this into this. This podcast is going from zero to 60 very fast. <laughs> we should specify this is our second podcast this evening. Yeah, we're doing back-to-backs here. So this is on the back of our last podcast. The um, I, I almost said Mighty Ducks, but we didn't even see Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I wanted to see you Mighty really Ducks. You really wanted to see Mighty Ducks. This is on the back of the DuckTales movie. I mean, that was a fast movie and this movie was only like an hour and 18 minutes long it was a short movie it felt like it was four hours long because there are scenes in this that just stretch out and out and out we're just like hey you know what would be really cool if we watch the bird who's basically an airplane get chiropractor tortured okay okay we should take a step (laughs) back We kind of want to just knock them out so that we can get into, like, the classic classics that, like, feel more, like, fulfilling. So if it feels like we're jumping directly into this movie, it's because we are jumping directly into this movie. So we sort of drank a compilation of wines for this one. I don't know if we can really specify one single wine. The one that we'd like to focus on is Adelaida, a Pinot Noir. 
We were thinking of doing an Adelaide for this because of Adelaide, because that is an actual province of Australia. But uh, we didn't even actually get to the Adelaide. But that's okay. But that is the feature of this. And because we are the podcasters and we are the dreamers of the dream, and uh, we we say that that is the official line of this episode. Did you say the dreamers of the dream? We are the music makers and we are the dreamers of Ugh. the dream. So let's start. We see a bug and it's on a leaf and we see more bugs. It made me think of Australia and... The fact that now that we are connected by the internet, I now understand, which I did not understand back in the 90s when I first saw this, that all the bugs and animals in Australia want to kill you. That's just kind of the understanding. Yeah. So, Like the box jellyfish. Like the box jellyfish. That can kill you in 45 minutes. The giant spiders, the everything venomous and huge, and will destroy you. Let's talk about this kid who just, like, only is obsessed with this giant eagle. Yeah. We start with these bugs, and then we start zooming very fast forward. It's just, like, we're doing this, like, Star Wars light speed through this field of flowers, which is obviously just Disney being like, we have computer technology. Check this out. Zoom. And you're just, like, flying through this field of flowers, and it's very intense. And you're like, no, thank you. We haven't seen anything in a Disney movie like this before. But it's not enjoyable. It's no. It's just like, ah, no, thank you. We're unsettled, and we can kind of see, like, the repeating, like, digital flowers over and over and over again, and we're just like, I just feel kind of nauseous. This movie is sort of like a bad fern gully. Yeah. I mean, there's very obviously the anti-deforestation sort of thing, where it's like you see the the nature and the flowers and the animals, and it's just like, oh, it's so wonderful and peaceful. And then when something industrial comes in, like a tank that's built for poaching, it's like the worst thing ever. It, this was that time period in the early 90s when Fern Gully came out. And then when Avatar came out, people were like, we've already seen all of this. The camera zooms into this house, and we find our protagonist, Cody, who is sleeping in like a hammock bed. He hears a didgeridoo and he's like, time for some action. And he runs out the house and his mom's just like, do you have food? And he's just like, I packed some sandwiches in my pack. He finds the source of the didgeridoo and it's not just like a person, it's a kangaroo blowing into a hollowed tree stump. And the kangaroo talks to him again with this whole like, rescuers thing where like up into a certain age you literally can talk to animals well Not- cody talks to every animal that he encounters exactly he's talking to this kangaroo and the kangaroo is just like there's an eagle it needs your help and he's just like i'm on the case so he climbs up the literal cliffs of insanity right we see the ground and it's like way far below and so like yeah if you've seen princess bride the cliffs of insanity I mean, he's climbing, like, half dome. Like, this is, like, a really high cliff. It's it's like an inverted half dome. Like, when you go up half dome, you're still on a slope. But, like, he's doing this inverted dome, almost like the, the free solo thing, like, up El Capitan. And he gets all the way to the top, and he sees a golden eagle. It's trapped. And he's, like, cutting the the ropes with a Swiss army knife. And the eagle just, like, yeets him off the cliff. And he just falls to his death. (laughs) Yeets him off the cliff. The end. That was a quick movie. (laughs) So the kid dies and the movie's over. So join us next week when we watch... Or the eagle 
catches him. Yeah, he catches him. And saves him. And then, like, 15 minutes in, then we're like, oh, there's Bernard and... Bianca. Bianca. Why did I want to say Rachel? There's, like, (laughs) Bernard and Bianca. And they're like, oh... You said Valerie when you were watching. Valerie. (laughs) But, like, then they're like, oh, we're we're cool. And then Bernard's like, I have a ring. And then he, like, drops the ring a couple times. And then he's like... I thought you were actually invested in the movie at that point. Because, like, whenever something would happen with the ring, you were like, oh... And I was just like, ooh, she's into the movie. Yeah, well, I care when, like, someone's going to propose to someone. Yeah. And then, like, as soon as that doesn't happen, I'm like, I don't care anymore. Bye. Which he doesn't actually propose until, like, literally the last, the like, end. two minutes. Well, because he movie. keeps trying to propose, but then there's a sexy Australian mouse. Well, so then Bernard and Valerie are expected to go to Australia because <laughs> for some reason they're they're helping this kid, even though he's, like, He doesn't need help, or he sort of needs help. He gets kidnapped by the poachers from helping this kangaroo mouse, and he rescues it, but it's actually a trap for other animals. And he falls into a pit, and the kangaroo mouse is like, you okay? And he's just like, I'll be fine. He's like, okay, bye. And he just leaves, and he's like, maybe maybe I'm not okay. He's captured by a poacher. The poacher finds the eagle feather on him, and he's just like, now I will abduct you. Yeah, this movie is kind of hard to follow. Well, and then the mouse that he rescued goes to, like, this radio station and sends out the SOS. Instead of an SOS, it's the R-A-S. RAS, because the Rescue Aid Society. Hey, guys, remember the rescuers? And during all of this, there is a fly named Sparky. Yeah. So when the Rescue Aid Society actually sends Bernard and Bianca, they meet up with... I don't even remember. What what is the kangaroo mouse's name? Jim? Just like Jim or know, something like that? He's like, like the that? sexy mouse. He's like this this like sexy I just call him sexy mouse, but sexy they also mouse, made yeah. a, they also meet a fly and the fly's name is Sparky. Exactly. So this guy he's when you first meet him because he's like their contact in Australia. He's playing chess with a fly and the fly's name is Sparky. Shout out to our good friend Sparky who's bow, bow, bow. a good listener of this podcast. That's why we're saying that name so much. But the dumb, like, other mouse's name is, I have no idea, because he just, like, immediately falls in love with Bianca, and then he's like, I'm going to make her my wife. And then Bernard's like, uh-oh. The whole movie is Bernard doing nothing, Bianca being swept off her feet by this Australian kangaroo mouse. By the end of it, he's just like, Bianca, can you be my wife? And she's just like, sure. Yeah, I got to overview this. <laughs> so, like, at one point, the poacher... What's the poacher's name? Well, his Eagle name is... Evil Poacher. I don't know what his name is, but I kept writing down McGruff. Yeah. McGruff so, the crime dog. Evil Poacher catches the eagle and the boy. And then he decides to let the boy go because he knows the boy's going to catch the eagle. I'm going way overview. Like, okay. it doesn't even matter. The yeah. semantics of this movie don't matter because it is rough from start to finish. It's yeah. not a good movie. So, like, I feel like we don't need to get into the minutiae because a poor boy's mom being told that his that her son has died and no one clarifies the rest of the movie. Yeah. After Cody is captured, you hear this, like, uh, newscast saying, like, the boy was originally lost around this area. The only thing that was found from him was his backpack. But you hear it from the home of his mom as she's being handed the tattered backpack 
the news heard about this and has figured this out before his mom has. That's what I'm saying. This movie, and it's not rectified. Like, you don't get a scene where Cody goes home. And so, like, from that point on, I'm just like, nope, this movie's dead to me. Like, I'm sorry. As someone who's coming into the mom role in life, Mm -hmm. like, I'm less the kid and far more the mom in my life. To not have the mom be told that her son is alive? Mm-hmm. Nah, that's enough for me, dog. This movie went to a zero. But it's that sucks. But it's like after that scene, you see this whole like comedic scene where Cody the boy is locked up with like all these animals who he can talk to because in the rescuers world, children can talk to all the animals. And he's like, let's try to find a way to escape. But the moment that any progress is made, they're caught. And so it doesn't even matter. Like, it doesn't change the plot. It doesn't do anything. It's just, like, this wasting time of just, like, let's have this whole silly thing happen. And then the the plot still goes on. Well, as it 75% is. of the movie happens before they even meet each other, before Cody, Bernard, or Bianca meet each other. Yeah. And then they finally all meet each other, and they're like, cool, let's go save this eagle. And then the eagle's like, aha! Screw everybody. Like, it's just this weird, <laughs> like... When McGruff actually realizes, like, what's going on, where this boy's trying to escape, he's the like... The crime dog. He starts to think, like, let's actually be smart about this. I can't convince the boy to figure out where the mama eagle is or where the baby eagles are. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to release him. And I'm going to say, the mom died. And now the babies that are in the eggs... They are without a mom, and they're probably going to die without their mom. There actually is a little bit of tension, because you know he's going to be the stupid kid who goes and tries to find the nest, instead of going to his mom and saying, hey, guess what? I'm alive. I'm really sorry. I left home and didn't come back for three days. Really, though, there's a whole bunch of, like, really pointless scenes in this movie. There's a whole scene where, like, Joanna, the Gila monster, steals a bunch of eggs from the poacher? Yeah, the poacher like has this like toolbox and he's just like, no, these are not your eggs, they're my eggs. And it's just like <laughs> She eats all the eggs. She eats all she the eggs. Snorts are gone. All the eggs right into her and you're like, Okay, lungs. as the audience, I just watched her eat all the eggs. Why? Oh gosh. I I can't wait until we get into the next few movies because like this is all fluff. This is why we're trying to power through these movies, because they are not good. <laughs> I feel like even the end of this movie, like, Cry McGruff the Poacher. <laughs> Cry McGruff the Poacher. <laughs> he falls off a cliff, like, after being attacked by Crocs, and it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Like, yeah, there, there, there are, like, scenes in this. The movie doesn't matter from start to finish. There are scenes in this where just, like, I have no idea. Like, there's the whole thing where he's he's stuck in that weird sort of animal pen with the non-Bill, and Bill is just like, he who could fit through the bars, and who does fit through the bars anytime it's, like, significant, kind of like Roger Rabbit, but he's just like, I need to pick the lock with my tail. That has nothing to do with the plot. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. So that's why it's like, we're powering through, and then, like, Bernard and... Bianca, again, Rachel, Uh, (laughs) Bernard and Bianca at the end, he's like, will you marry me? Like, he's like, before anything else crazy happens, will you marry me? And she's like, of course I will. And then the Australian sexy mouse is like, oh, darn it. 
but he's, he's like, like oh, super cool. Good job. I love him. Super cool. Good job. Like, I'm so proud of you. And us as the audience is like, we don't care. Please don't tell me there is a freaking third rescuers. No. These characters just need to be done. We need to put them in a little box. We need to close the box. We need to not put air holes in it. We need to bury it in the ground and say, bye. I don't know of any other movies Ugh. that continue on with the rescuers. I can't with the rescuers. Although it was pretty funny because through a lot of it, the kid is just like, I'm going to call the Rangers, which made me think of <laughs> the last episode of the rescuers. When uh, Hulk Hogan outside the door was just like, I love the Rangers, but he was... He was so wrong on the title. Okay, so, like, this kid, Cody, yeah. way more, like, efficient and self-sufficient than the stupid freaking Rangers. Like, the movie didn't even need Bernard and Valerie. Like, it didn't... Ber- uh, Bernice. It's not Bernice. Bernice? <laughs> I'm going to keep all this. Bernard and Bianca. Mm-hmm. The movie didn't even need the main characters. No. Do you realize that? Like, the kid had more of a control over everything than the stupid freaking mice. The last episode that we had about the the rescuers was like, when they were talking to the child, I'm, I'm just going to call her Annie. I don't even remember what her name it was. It was Penny. I'm just going to call her Annie because Miss Hannigan was trying to murder her. No, see, it but was Penny because she was sad. Who and cares? She was her name ugly, was her name and was, and someone chose the red-headed child. Her name was Annie, although... Annie is redheaded. redheaded. But yeah. um No, Annie got adopted by Daddy uh, Warbox. Daddy Warbox and Penny was left behind to go into a hole and suck diamonds out of a skull's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> that is such a mental image. Valerie <laughs> So <laughs> So in this way. <sighs> Gosh, I don't even know what we're saying about this. I mean, just from the start of this movie, I just thought, like, nothing matters here. Because he's just, like, diving off the cliffs hoping that uh, an eagle... Although, it's not an eagle. Eagles are small. Uh, An Australian golden condor is going to catch him. Did you just create a bird type? An Australian golden condor it had a reaches golden? out and grabs our main character. I don't care if I've created a fake bird because, like, this bird is humongous. Are you about to Google Australian golden condor? I'm going to Google biggest bird in the world because they literally said that this bird that they're trying to catch, that George C. Scott... As McGruff said, I have captured the biggest bird in the world. Maybe it is the pterodactyl that was let loose in, like, Northridge with the raptors. In the fictional Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Released by the raptor child. So, um... A common Google search would yield the result. (laughs) Biggest bird in the world is common ostrich. (laughs) (laughs) But ostriches don't fly. Common. Give me biggest flying bird. Wandering albatross. (gasps) No! Yeah. (laughs) No. So you're telling me... Our friend Wilbur from the movie, who spent half the movie getting 
a chiropractor. Okay, why were there nun mice that were like operating on his back? <laughs> what do they worship? The what do they worship? That's a good question, but they were clearly <laughs> nuns. Like they had like the headdresses and everything, and I was not on board with any of it. <sighs> they put sedatives in a shotgun, a double-barreled shotgun, and shot him into his butt. And shot him. If you put pellets into that gun, it will murder something. But they put syringes into a shotgun, not built for that, but shot two syringes into his butt. Again, we were left with scenes that left us nothing as far as plot or importance goes. That was one of those that, yeah. that just did not make any sense. And we're, we're, we're left sitting there, like, maybe in a sober sense, we would have said, like, okay, comedic relief. But the movie doesn't... It's not that dramatic, so you don't need comedic relief. Like, it's just like, just get me to the story. Get me to the adventure. Like, can you imagine if there was, like, an Indiana Jones scene where they're like, oh, I'm searching for, like, the Ark of the Covenant, and then they go to Sala, and it's just like, let's see what happens to his butt. Wait, wait, wait. Give it to me in terms of Jurassic Park. Okay, so they do Jurassic Park, and they're just like, okay. uh, We have a T-Rex. We have a T-Rex. And the T-Rex is, like, hunting our main characters. Got it, got it. I'm with you. And they're like, stand still because they can't see. Okay. And then they go back to the uh, station. Uh-huh. What de- station? The, 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 the main, like, control room. Got it. And Dennis Nedry is just like, my butt. And he's, like, sitting on the toilet. And he's just like, I can't. My butt is too big. And every time I sit on the toilet, it breaks. My butt. Wait, but he has to get on the boat. Like, he... No, no, no. Like, not even... Uh, it's outside of that. It's not... There is no plot in this. No, it's just clearly, like... he clearly... And then there's computer, like... So it's like, uh-uh-uh. And then John Hammond uh, sends uh, uh. in nurses and says, like, we'll make sure your butt is okay. And he's like, my butt. But that doesn't make any sense for the plot of the movie. Oh, really? Bow, bow, bow. That's the plot <laughs> of this movie. It doesn't make any sense. Also, can we watch Jurassic Park tonight? Because I, love I that freaking movie. love that movie, and I would like to watch that movie. I think that's literally the best movie that's ever been made. Yeah, that and When Harry Met Sally. Those are the, Those two, are the two best movies ever made. <laughs> Jurassic Park. My butt. When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> I can't wait for this but to come now, out. The Red Square is down under. Hashtag my butt. But now I want to watch a Jurassic Park <laughs> Like, Nedry's like, my butt. Like an Italian man. Like, oh, my butt. Oh, my butt. My butt. (laughs) And then he still has to get down to, like, the boat. Yeah. And he takes the wrong turn. And he's like, oh, this dinosaur, my butt. I'm imagining that in, like, every classic movie now. Like, (laughs) Casablanca, where he's like, I think they start of a beautiful friendship. And then, like, the other guy's just like, my My butt. butt. (laughs) (laughs) Or like uh, Susan Kane, where he drag he like drops the snow globe, and he's just like Rosebud, and then the nurse is like My butt. <laughs> uh, this yeah. is a short episode. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't even record more than an hour. Uh, because of my butt. My butt. <laughs> There's this nothing is probably to say unlistenable. about this movie. I don't know what, to, what else to say. Like, I would say it's it's not worse than DuckTales the movie because it's like, Woo-hoo. 
there was clearly more of an effort made. Well, because they do these like digital multiplane shots where like we've talked about the multiplane in this. They did that a lot in this because they're just like, we're going through the Australian outback and look at we're going through all these flowers and they're like things are passing by. Digital multiplane. But like it doesn't add to anything. Like when you watch Pinocchio, it's the thing where like we see the expanse of the village. But in this, it's just like, we're showing off, flaw, flaw, flaw. And it, like, it doesn't change anything. But we'll see when we get to the little town full of little people in the next movie. Wait. My butt! Are you telling me our next movie is Beauty and the Beast? It's Beauty and my butt! It's not Beauty and your butt. It's Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me. We are going to watch a real movie as our next movie. I'm going to say the next movie that we watch is Beauty and Baba. Oh, you were obnoxious and no one enjoys you. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't uh, actually record after four bottles of alcohol. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast is our next movie. I haven't even gone to my second page. You, you didn't turn it. You made it sound like you were turning it and you didn't turn it. No, I did turn it and nothing was important on the second page. You didn't even look at it. Well, because, like, the best thing that's on the first page, it says, let her kiss boys. <laughs> Do you have any fun facts? Yeah, I got fun facts. What are they? We're <laughs> <laughs> all over the place on this one. Should I read the fun facts? Oh my god, do facts. I have fun facts? Do you have fun facts? I have nothing. Wait, wait, wait. one, two, three. Fun, fun facts with Brenna Payo. What are your fun facts? I have no fun facts. Why okay. are you doing that? Start to over me? then. Start over then. Three, two, one. <gasps> fun facts with Joe Payo. I kind of mentioned it in passing, but this is the first animated film to have the appearance of multiplane shots with the use of computer layering and formatting as opposed to manually producing the shots via the actual multiplane camera that would like zoom in with like the multi literal multiplanes of glass. Cool. So they did it digitally and after this they would continue to do that. I mean, I won't say that the movie wasn't gorgeous. It was just stupid. Well, I mean, it, it kind of was breathtaking in the beginning, where it's just like, okay, we're looking at bugs and grass and then flowers. And then it just goes like, rocket forward as like things are going by. And, like, ah! yeah. and it was like, if you've never seen that kind of thing before, it's it's exciting, but did not serve the plot or the movie or anything. And it was easily forgotten. Next fact, this was Disney's first theatrical animated sequel. Eh, and it sucked butts. Uh, the ones that would follow would be Fantasia 2000. Yeah, we're going to skip that. We're, we're going to skip. We, we, we skipped Fantasia, so that's fine. I mean, we, we tried before to watch a movie and comment on it when it was more like experimental with like three caballeros. It just didn't work because all we do is just try to like... Explain our feelings with strange visuals. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, next animated sequel would be Return to Neverland, then The Jungle Book 2, then Ralph Breaks the Internet, and then Frozen 2. No, you're, no. You skipped, like, the Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading off the facts, but yes, I yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I am absolutely right. <gasps> I'm right. No, it's not a surprise that you're right. It is a surprise that I'm right, because no, I'm I, usually wrong. No, I'm not surprised. But you missed Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3. I didn't write the facts. Toy Story 4 happens before to- before Frozen 2. Okay. I agree. I didn't write the facts. Yes. I just, I'm just reading and them. also, Wreck-It Ralph 2 is horrifying and scary, and no one wants to watch it. So, join us next time when we watch... A better movie than this. Beauty and the Beast. That has a soft spot in my heart. Me too. I think Disney had always been a thing when I was growing up where it was just like, it's kind of a given and just like whole washed over thing where it's just like, if you watch a Disney thing, whatever, it's Disney and it's animated. Especially during this time of like the, I can't remember what his name was. Booger Face. The Booger Face movies. Uh, you mean Don Bluth? Yeah, Don Bluth. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I I'm was here so... to help you. So with Don Bluth, it was this like thing where everything felt like Disney but wasn't Disney. Like when you see like Rover Dangerfield and things like that. It's just like there were certain things that just felt too adult for me at the time. But once things came out like Beauty and the Beast, it was just like, this is my jam. And we are just on the precipice of that where we have this whole streak of Disney just being locked in and saying, we're not trying to find our audience. We know what our audience is and we're going to deliver exactly what they need. And that's the reason why like, I have been so excited to get to this point in our podcast because we can just put all of the things behind us of just like the experimental stuff of the things of just like, do kids want this? Eh, eh, eh. And once we get to like Beauty and the Beast, everything after that, for the next, like, 10 years is all just solid of just, like, this is great entertainment, no matter who you are, no matter what age you are. I just really (laughs) want to get to Beauty and the Beast, because I feel like after that, we got some real good ones. Yeah, we do. I mean, we covered that in the last episode, but, like, ooh, we we got a good streak coming up. So... So the next one we will watch is Beauty and the Beast. And I promise you all. Yeet. Bow, bow, bow. Yeet. Bow, bow, bow. I promise you all of our listeners, we are in for a good streak of movies and we are going to have so much fun. And so are you. So please, please, please keep listening because these are the ones that I, I would imagine most of our listeners, these are the ones that you grew up with too. And we're going to have so much fun with this. We made it, kids. We made it to those ones. We actually had talked about this before we started the podcast. Do we start with these with these movies? But now we are finally in that range. We're going to have so much fun. So please join us for the next, <laughs> the next 20 movies because they are going to be <laughs> so fun. Even the ones that we don't have as much fun with, they're going to be great. So we're in the Renaissance. We are in the Disney Renaissance. And on that note. On that note, cheers. Cheers. Maybe we shouldn't uh, actually record after four bottles of alcohol.